Essential Scares Podcast, the only show that dares to ask the question, is it essential? I am your host, Corbin, and with me today, as always, is Alan. Hi, everybody. And Bobby. We fucking got him again, baby. <laughs> I was like dumbstruck there for a second. I was like, uh, it's me. What do I yeah. say? Ah. That's right. Yeah, it's not so easy when you don't have your good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. It's a good one to fall back on. What do you want from me? How do you think our listeners feel when they watch or listen in the morning? Yeah, they feel dude, pay interested. You know, they're like, oh, they recorded. They, it, it gives them an insight behind the curtain. They know when roughly we recorded the podcast. You see, they're, they don't come to our podcast content for insight. They come in for clean, clear polished podcasting like we're doing right now that's right bobby gets it um but you know hey we have got quite an amazing show for you today after a week off we are coming back for the ultimate podcast special that's right three white guys talking about another culture's problems (laughs) we're gonna be talking about jordan peele's get out (laughs) but not before bobby gives us a spoiler warning (laughs) I will. This will be your first one and only spoiler warning for the seminal film, Get Out, by Jordan Peele. If you do not want this movie spoiled for you, please skip the time code provided in the description for our essential spoiler-free discussion. <clears throat> Watching Get Out is a very weird experience for me, a white man. As I watch this movie, I go, huh, well, this family is kind of like mine. And I realized throughout this movie how awful of a thing that truly is. <laughs> that uh, that would certainly be a rough revelation, to say the least. Uh, so our movie starts uh, with an abduction. To, to set the, the tone, it's a great kind of horror intro bit. It, it, it serves a purpose and does exactly what it needs to do. Um, we then get introduced into our, our main character, Chris, and his girlfriend, who her name is... I can't remember right now for whatever reason. Uh-huh, don't worry. Live, live it's, research. It, it's Rose. It's Rose. Rose, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And he is going to go meet Rose's family for the first time. And of course, she hasn't told her family about him. And, uh, you know, yes. Haven't you seen this movie like 10 times? How did you not know what her name was? I just, because I'm terrible. You should know this by now. We're 60 well, episodes in? Do I, I, I do, Watching it I, one time is different, but like... <laughs> I legit don't understand how we give him the synopsis part of this. <laughs> it just got given to me. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask for this. Um, but here we are. Uh, Chris and, and her go home, and we have our first, of course, uh, cultural interaction that is trying to send a message when they get pulled. Well, when they uh, hit a deer and a cop shows up. And that's going to be a common thing you see throughout the entire film. Um, There are interactions that uh, people of color deal with that are very plain and and on display in ways that should catch your attention. Um, As this goes on, you can kind of tell something weird is going to be going on uh, at this house. Uh, In just some of the way things are framed and in some of the way uh, things are alluded to, there's a lot of mystery. We have this psychologist that's really creepy in the form of Rose's mother. Um, And as as things progress, uh, more and more um, imagery is given to us to make you feel very awkward, as you should. Uh, And I don't want to say much more than that as a quick little synopsis. 
things escalate quite quickly, and the movie doesn't end how you think it will. I'm just gonna say it right off the bat. We agree with this movie's message, and if you don't, go get fucked, loser. <laughs> I like this movie, and I think that Jordan Peele. I'm gonna take the bold stance in this this absolutely very popular and well received movie. That this movie says some things, and those things are correct. That's right. We're starting right off the bat with that. I mean, you kind of um, can't avoid it with this. This movie is inherently political in nature, and I don't think that's yeah. a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination. Like it's you can't you can't talk about this movie in any real fashion without bringing that up. Like you just you can't. It doesn't get you anywhere. Se- second sidebar. Um, I made a joke during the spoiler warning part of this that my family is like the Armitages. They are not. I just want to make that very clear. Uh, my family, much like myself, are incredibly progressive people. Uh. I just thought it was a funny little bit. <laughs> Imagine if that backfires for you. <laughs> Anybody that skips ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll remind them again. Wow, yeah. Bob's family really sucks. Jeez. <laughs> just, we're um, all good here. So, talking about the actual movie, right? Yeah. I think that, so this is only my second time watching it. I saw it in the theaters. Uh, the, mm-hmm. This movie came out in 2017, I want to say. It did. So... Five years ago, I saw it in the theater, and I did not watch it again until last week. And I think the thing that struck me the most watching it this time is that when I watched it the first time, I left the theater, and I knew that it was very, very good, but I couldn't have told you why, right? Mm -hmm. I just, it was kind of like an underlying feeling. It's like when you've seen a lot of movies, and you see a movie that's really just like objectively quality just like i know that that was a good movie right (laughs) and i couldn't really figure it out and i've read a lot of articles about it whatever and it's like oh okay that lines up you know i get it but watching it this time everything was so much more like obvious to me like where uh the symbolism lies and where all the metaphors are happening and it's like wow like this movie is really hitting on a lot of levels and it manages not to lose the plot along the way Mm -hmm. and i think that's a big part of why it succeeds and why like it's so well uh received i mean this is like one of the the best rated movies on rotten tomatoes like of all time right (laughs) i think it's it's what i kept saying when i watched it this time is this movie's telling you every single thing that's happening it tells you everything before it actually happens you've got uh the the brother's comments where he's like you know in jujitsu you gotta be two three four steps ahead talking to chris when they're all two or three, four steps ahead of, like, it's, now, of course, you're not necessarily... And he a, also, he also kicks the door three times. Yeah. Or four times, even, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't pick up on that. That's good. Um, but it just, it, it tells you everything. Like, we like to mm-hmm. keep a little piece of mom here in the kitchen. Well, she's yeah. standing <laughs> right there. Like, of course, yeah. in your first viewing, you're not going to know this, but, like, I think this movie thrives so much on subsequent viewings because that's when you start to pick like like you're saying corbin you pick up on those things where you're like i know this was good but why and as you watch it more mm-hmm. you see just just how everything develops just how how deep the metaphors go like one of the first ones that i really was like i, I definitely didn't pick up on it the first time but when you see their house for the first time and they arrive to the house the shot is really really far away why is that because it's a plantation house and they're making sure you can tell that that's exactly what it is and it it you feel distant from what's happening just by the nature of how the film the shot the scene is shot it's 
it this movie combines like intensely good messaging with also ridiculously well shot cinematography and it just it blends into this this beautiful mix i love it this this is yeah this is a really great piece of work next to only uh the second season of key and peel uh i (laughs) uh it's hard to deny that yeah yeah yeah. uh but 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 no seriously uh this movie's really fucking good and uh contrasting our last episode if you're listening to these chronologically or you're up to date um we did we, we went back to the vault of the old show and we brought out uh we brought out a terrible movie that that also beats you over the head with its plot uh because Get Out really does beat you over the head with its plot. The problem yeah. is, is in Kong versus Godzilla, the plot is bad, uh, and the messaging is bad, uh, and and in this movie, it's very good, and you're beaten over the head with it so hard, but it's almost like, and I think there's some beauty in that because you're like, it can't be, it can't be this mm-hmm. obvious, For right? Sure. And then all they of a sudden, it's like, so oh hard. no. Yeah, it when is. the reveal comes, it's like somehow still a little bit surprising. That's it's a, like, oh, it really is just that. When I was watching it <laughs> Which this I think... time, I was like, how how do we get like I, I when when we're still at like the party scene, I'm like, how do we get from here to the basement? What what is yeah. happening? Like I I couldn't piece it together because I'm like I I know that I know some shit's gonna get started here soon, but like it 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 strings you along in the best way possible. I, and I will say that I do think that this is the white person's perspective of this movie. Oh, absolutely. Because when I when mean, I've talked, we provide any other. <laughs> well, 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 I'm saying when I've talked to people who 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 are not of the white, the Caucasian persuasion, um, they are uh, they're mu- they were much more like, why isn't he getting the fuck out? He needs yeah. to go. I don't trust this white woman. He needs to go, and we all trusted the right white woman. Far past where we should have, oh, by the oh, way. Oh, absolutely. The, I mean, you, even even this time, my second time, I was still kind of like, I was still in it all the way up until the last minute. And like, I knew that she was the bad guy, right? Yeah. Like, I knew, but she play. it's written so well and she plays it so well. And like, I obviously, as a, as a white guy, I'm just you know, like, I can't yeah, give like, you those You're keys. just inclined, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Um, it, she plays and it they off. tell it's and they tell you even in your, they tell you beforehand she's in on it he yeah. finds the fucking pictures and you're still like why am i buying it why is he buying it why are we yeah. in this together I, like, you, you buy it for five more minutes after it's obvious and it's still and like, you just, it, <laughs> on multiple viewings you still buy it that's that's i think the yeah. thing that is just so it's hard to quantify exactly why but it just it's it's just it's just great. Like it's it's so well put together. It also helps that we have Rod, who is basically the uh, the audience stand in to be like, "What are you doing? Why are you going home with her? Get out!" Yeah. <laughs> that no, amazing. The, every time Rod shows up, it's like, "All right, well, I can you 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 see it's like okay, I can see how 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 he how Jordan Peele wrote this this film. Like the the dial, it feels very up his alley. His kind of even the parts writing. without Rod are very are very yes. funny. Like like the movie is laced with comedy, and oh, I absolutely. think that that's it. It but, keeps you in it. Mm-hmm. But Rod, but Rod in those high tension scenes, almost like there was something this time watching it. It almost turned a weird stereotype on its head because there's, there's that old stereotype of like when you go to a when you go to a movie theater in a black neighborhood, everybody's yelling. Yeah, and like 
I don't know if that's true or not. I've been to I've been to all sorts of movie theaters, and sometimes people yell, sometimes people don't. It's not true. It's not an accurate thing. But like that stereotype is kind of rod in those high tension moments, and it and it makes the movie work in a really like him just being like, "You lying bitch! She's lying! I know she's lying!" It's just like, can I put it, you on mute real quick? It, yeah, lying bitch. It's yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's like it doesn't break the tension but it also does in a really cool way it's just this movie is just fucking awesome it's very yeah. good uh spoiler alert i guess you know uh, you know i don't know there are some bits of this movie that uh, that are just like they like I, re- I you read articles about and like that like it there's just such a deep cultural discourse that i think a lot of people um like this was an introduction to this level of cultural discourse mm-hmm. for like a lot of people out mm-hmm. especially within like our age group right we're all either yeah, yeah. 30 or approaching 30 like um and like while i would say and i don't know I, i'm not going to speak for you guys i i would say that i was somebody who was participatory if not entirely woke to use the word right but i was participatory in those spaces at a much much earlier time right with my day job and all that good stuff right but like watching this there's there's like deeper layers right everybody's white except for the one asian dude right talking about like the idea of like the model minorities Mm -hmm. myth and things like that there's just these really interesting like bits there that it's like oh man okay and i feel like a lot of people that was like their first exposure to it no for sure i mean especially in this this certain like subsection right where like this movie has a very unique place in like horror history also like with like it's and you know i'll i'll use the term we use it all the time elevated horror right like yeah. i don't think that that's a derogatory term a lot of people yeah. do but this movie kind of came out right as that was re- truly starting to get its stride like this modern style of, mm-hmm. of elevated horror and I think that kind of combined with being from Jordan Peele, which is like a certain generation was like conditioned to want to see the things that are from him and like a large horror audience that doesn't always interact with the like cultural conversations like this. Like, I think it hit at a really great time, especially for a certain age groups, right, mm-hmm. to open that up that maybe wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. I mean, I certainly saw like, way more conversations about like race and culture and especially in regards to horror and it started opening up these bigger conversations about like black history in horror that people had kind of conveniently ignored for a long time Mm -hmm. and um i I don't know i agree i think that it it did it did open that up quite a bit i will fully admit right i didn't even i never even really considered black horror like a thing and now and now i watched bones and that movie fucking does it own bones no it's, it, it's, it absolutely does. it's incredibly fun <laughs> it's not a good movie but it is incredibly fun like and snoop dogg as a vampire are you kidding me like that's pretty fun um, yeah so this, i'm kind of surprised it took when did you did you watch it recently uh i watched it let's see somewhat recently i watched yeah. it actually after um that documentary on shutter came out uh, horror noir that's the one yeah yeah and i was Dude, like oh, bones, this, this... bones is really good yeah I, uh, <laughs> like that's very sick. it's very enjoyable yeah. yeah but like but like this kind of i think reintroduced 
a white audience to this, right? And like, mm-hmm. listen, fuck yeah, like, yeah, I'm all, yeah. I'm like, I'm all about it, right? Like, well, and and I think one of the ways in which this music, music, this movie ultimately succeeds is like it finds a way to beat you over the head with what it's trying to tell you. But I never felt preached to. And yeah. that is mm-hmm. something that, yeah, listen, listen up, white people. You're going to have to get over that to some degree because sometimes you need a little bit of just this is how it is. Um, it's kind of like it manages not to cross the line that the new Candyman did cross. Kind of like, you know what I mean? <clears throat> I think that movie like definitely like yeah. beat you yeah. over the head with this message. And it felt yeah, that way. I, I get what you're saying. And this movie doesn't feel right. that way. Yeah. Yeah, this this movie and finds a way to. to I love the new Candyman yeah. for the record, but yeah. I think that we, yeah, we gave we gave that a little really, more obvious, a really yeah. good scoring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> and it's just and I think in part it's because I think it's because the the white characters saying things like specifically the family like you know I wouldn't say that they mean well, but they put on the images you, if they mean you well. You know people in real life yes, that say things exactly. like that that mean yeah. well. I would have voted for Bianca on the third term. Third exactly. Time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, hey, Chris, what's your favorite sport? Uh, baseball? Hockey? It's basketball. And it's like, <laughs> <Really>? well, <laughs> it, 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 they find a way to to just make you go, yeah, I know that family. They're yeah. they're trying, I promise. Yeah. And then they flip that on. You've its head. been there. You've been there for that yep. conversation. Maybe you've had that conversation. Yeah, yeah maybe that, you've like, been that guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think it I mean, works. That I think it's a, a very high chance, especially. But that's it's yeah. just it's it's a high chance. It's finding that <laughs> balance that I think is just perfect. especially Alan. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, definitely Alan. Oh, yeah. Of course, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh i have a question for for you guys then so we've made it uh pretty clear that right that we like the movie we think the movie's great like but um we've also mentioned a few times that we think that the movie was pretty strong with its messaging its metaphors whatever what was your favorite like specific piece of imagery or metaphor in the movie if you had to pick one that you really really liked Okay, I have one too. So if you want to go, and then I'll go. Yeah, Alan uh, can can think. Yeah, <laughs> there were some really really good ones, but this one hit me the most recently. Like maybe my most recent view, I, I really liked it a lot. So there's a lot of like we talked about a lot about like the language and the lines of just like, like oh yeah, like, like just being why do people choose black people, right? And uh, what is the the art dealer's name? Oh my god, Richard uh, something. The guy, the guy who buys Chris, yes. right? Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, uh, I think it's Dean is Richard. It, no, Dean was the. Is it is it Jim? It's Jim. I'm looking at it right now. It's Jim. Right. It doesn't matter, right? He says like, "Don't put me in with them. I didn't care what race you were. I just wanted your eyes." Mm-hmm. And like that speaks so much to like like the white liberal right and like mm-hmm. of just being like no 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 i'm one of the good whites i don't care that you're black i just want to steal you like is <laughs> i just want to purchase like, you and, and make you me yeah basically. no 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 i'm i'm just participating in a bad system it's i i your race doesn't i'm colorblind like 
Yeah, like, literally blind. Like, yes, yeah. like, like how much more on the nose? Yeah, right? <laughs> like that. That that never like the layers in that didn't hit me the first two times I watched that movie, and this time when I was like, when he's like, please don't, please don't make me like. I'm like, holy fuck, this is the dumbest. Like a literal blind man being like, I'm, I don't care. Like whatever. Like yeah. that's so <laughs> funny and so awful and so good. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. So that that's the one that really hit me that time. There you go. Uh, so, uh, mine is definitely, I think, much more straightforward, but I didn't quite catch all of the layers, I think, the first time, but it is all of the consistent, uh, like, imagery regarding the deer, right? Like, he's, when the first deer is hit, he sees himself in the deer, he sees his mom in the deer, and then, like, the dad is talking about, like, killing all the deer, you know, and, like, there's a lot of extra levels of, like, race eradication and, like, you know, like, white supremacy, like, in there that, um i think are like a little bit obvious but then there's extra layers about like uh post uh slavery language that's used there and i I really really like that of course it all comes together with the with the book you know kill at the end but oh my god so good yeah (laughs) best use of a deer to kill someone yeah i'm looking at you uh uh silent night deadly night it's better than that by a landslide (laughs) um for me i'm very simple uh and it's because of the experience I had in the theaters when I saw this movie for the first time. The end of the film. Mm-hmm. Car pulls up. It's a police car. Uh, yeah. The audible <laughs> sigh in the entire theater of everyone going, of course, this is how this movie is going to end. He's going to get arrested. She's going to get away because that's how it works. And yeah. then you see the TSA and again, the audible cheer from the crowd like that yeah. to me was so I, I don't know why he subverted my expectations with that, because realistically, you should see this coming like you should well, to some degree. Yeah. But well, then just, that was the original. The original yes, ending, the original is ending, ending is the expecting. bad ending. Uh, I, I like I like this ending, though, because like. It's like the cherry on top of like half an hour of catharsis. Yeah. yeah. And it really works. You it, know, it, it's, <laughs> it really ends up working. It's a great way to like give you the happy ending in a way mm-hmm. that like it just. And then they throw the comedy in. I told you not to go with her, man. Like it, it just, <laughs> yeah. it finds a way to just keep in line with everything else you've seen up to that point of the movie's telling you what's gonna happen and then it happens but you're still surprised that it happened it's it's just wonderful and a special other shout out when the party scene is going on if you watch in the background everyone is watching chris everywhere he goes oh yeah. always eyes on him and it, i didn't pick up on that until this past watch where it's just Every yeah. time he's moving every single person is keeping eyes on him seeing where he goes and of course I mean, they, the entire they the make entire that, party is just them feeling yeah. him out to see if how yeah. much they would want to bid for him. Quite for the, literally, the in the auction. case of yeah. that, uh, that older woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just trying to get a new body to bone when her husband dies. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, that's... Uh, it, I don't fully understand the... Di- what if your brain still has dementia? So, obviously, yeah, you would still have it, right? Yeah. But, like, I kind of... The thing that I Do love they about the whole the, brain and put it into a different head. It's not like the whole whole brain, right? Because they say that some of the the brain that's attached to the to the, the central nervous, nervous system, system has yeah. to remain. So then that part of the brain from the other person would not get transferred over, which is why there's like the fight and why I can like go back and forth. 
the thing that I love about the brain transplant is that it's so like eighties kitschy yeah. horror. And it feels almost out of place that when, like, the movie is at its apex and they're just literally cutting someone's brain out and putting it in somebody else's head, it's like, how did we get here? But you're so on board anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's the I thing, is, 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 like, there's such weird bits. Like, yeah. they're kind of part of a cult. Yep. Ab- absolutely. In yeah. interviews, he said they're supposed to be, like, Knights Templar descendants, so it's like... do you want to know what kind of vibes i got from specifically that uh video that he watches at the very end when it's telling him all about like this is the procedure that's going to happen is it beyond the black rainbow beyond the black rainbow it it, it has that that intro vibe to that movie and that scene like ooh, they feel very very similar you know, just two great movies <laughs> coming coming together. I did like know? Beyond the Black Rainbow the more the second time I watched it. Maybe on a third watch. You I watched like that it. two or three more times, and you're going to be am, you're going to be championing that it movie. Might be. <laughs> what am I saying? It, that that movie is a grower, not a shower. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's another scene at least that we have to talk about. There's a lot of scenes yeah. about this movie we have to talk about. Uh, the sunken place scene. Because it's, I mean, yeah. iconic to say the very least. Um, I the 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 other thing I kind of picked up on again on this watch compared to previous watches is everybody who's been abducted and transfixed into the new body. And this is this is one of those things I don't know how I didn't, but they're all their eyes are all incredibly wide because they're in the sunken place. Like it's one yeah. of those things I don't know why I didn't put one and two together, but like when he dropped, I was like, oh. I'm an yeah. idiot. Got it. I think my favorite thing about the sunken place is that the more times he goes into it, right? The sunken place is a metaphor about like the black struggle, right? Yep. And the first time he goes in there, he's he's upset, he's sad, like he's like disappointed about it, and then each time after that, he's just angrier and like all, like more understanding but mad about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I like that kind of like that just that comparison right so like you know the more you understand like but like you still can't do anything you're just mad about it yeah like just being stuck in a system that does not work for you or is actively trying to kill you yeah Yeah. like god i hated her so much yeah i mean she's she's probably number one of like i think most no i hate dean a little bit more i'll be honest no i i don't know i Rose, Rose, I struggle to hate. It's tough to and pick. I, yeah, yeah, but 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 you yeah, you kind of hate her the most by the end. But there's just something about like okay, we're all I, white. We're all yeah. white guys, and uh, our father-in-laws are all white guys. I'm sure we all like our fathers-in-laws, right? Everybody here loves their father-in-law. But Mine's there are the moments. Right now. Yeah, there are there are moments with your father-in-law when they're clearly trying to be nice to you in a super condescending way. So Dean hits me on two points. One, he's a racist piece of shit. And two, he's still trying to fake at that moment with Chris, like the, we're buds, right, pal? Yeah. <laughs> right, chief? <laughs> My daughter. Da, 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 da. And it's just like, right. it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I think that that's almost like, and maybe it's bad to like uh the mom the least or the to, to like her the yeah. least right to hate her the most because she is the most like 
straightforwardly villainous. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. like, p- almost, like, picking her as, like, the one you hate. This is, like, am I, like, too stupid to pick one of the other clearer, more bad people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think Jeremy is meant to be hated because jeremy yeah, I mean, is predatory like, off the top he's right? the so, beat he's the beat stick he's just yeah, yeah for sure like he's, he's just purely predatory right he's like just bad outright like yeah. you, you you know it pretty much immediately like he's just a bad guy yeah. it is what it is but, but i think like, you kind of need that character in this film i think you kind of need the guy who is like this is he's just a bad guy you pretty much know that outright but I think it helps It helps shape that dynamic of this family. It helps kind of get you to buy in that Rose isn't in on it, even though you, in some back of your head you probably know she is. Like, I think having that, like, forwardly evil kind of guy works to help really cement yeah. that kind of it, trait. It, it puts in, there's a certain level of doubt, especially in the early le- parts, the early or quarter of this movie, with him just being an asshole. That you're like, I don't know, what is? Is happening? he just the asshole? It, it, yeah, like there are, are, you know, there are yeah, those. Like, <laughs> are, am I overreading into this, right? And I think that's something that is really good for everybody because us, we the first time we probably watch it, we're probably underreading into it, and then the same question become probably through audiences who are more familiar with this on a day to day basis, being like, am I overreading into this? Are these people just normal and everyone else is crazy? And then it's like, nah. No, nah, they're actually bad. Everyone's at like people are out to get you and it's 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 okay to it's okay. Like like they're and that's that's part of the message. It's like, yeah, no, I can't even fight that message. Like like, yeah, some people yeah. are just awful. Like and um Yeah, but 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 there is just something very, very visceral about uh Missy, the mom, because like she, she is the most evil, but she's also the least of the f- four of them, at by the end, outwardly racist. Like she's the she, most like I'm just she, doing a job. Here. Yeah, <laughs> she she she's like she tries. It's she's it's all like she plays it up like or when she's playing it up, right? She's playing it up as in like she notices when other people are tr- overcompensating, and she tries to be like okay let's chill out okay come on Mm -hmm. and even even when like she first brings him to the sunken place she's not doing it because you're you're my you're you're my my daughter's boyfriend and you're black you're doing it because you're a smoker and like you you shouldn't be doing that around my kid right she's she's just like maternal and she does it in a very neutral way which is why it becomes so frustrating how integral she is to the process i think Mm -hmm. like and just like fuck god damn like like you seemed half decent what are you doing like so i don't know maybe and maybe it's also because i'm a mama's boy you know that that might also be why i see it the way i see it you know (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know that i read her sunken place interaction more neutral to be honest with you i kind of it Especially, like, with the, the verbiage used. Like, it's such a disgusting habit. Like, there is some venom mm. behind that. Like, it's not mm-hmm. just, you know, c- cigarettes are gross. It's, there is some impact in how she says that that feels more, like, there's something more there. At least for me, that's what I got out of it. Yeah. That's fair. I just I just noticed a lot of, like, she seemed to be the person trying to defuse the situation. Which, like also makes her like 
like it makes it more frustrating because she's trying to put him into a false sense of security mm-hmm. chris into a false like that's that's the part that i think really bothers me is like there's a false sense of security being placed there yeah and like it yeah like this movie really does nail the meet the parents vibe and like meet the family vibe in like the most horrific way possible because they yeah. do really hit their parts right and like both in an interracial couple type of way but also in just like people like a dude meeting his girlfriend's parents no, for sure. like I mean, this the whole movie is like one small step away from just being a comedy yeah about like meeting your white girlfriend's racist parents like, yeah that could just that, be it, it was that it was that like, bernie mac a, a a ashton kutcher movie yeah it can exactly which of course the original version is the the opposite i believe but um exactly it can yeah. be exactly that movie with some small changes and i think that big that's a big part of why the movie works as a whole right is that it's like walking that line kind of between like believability and comedy and horror um, yeah yeah while somehow having a crazy experimental procedure to implant minds into other human beings and it's just <laughs> okay <laughs> It's not experimental. It works. It's true. It does. It's a perfected <laughs> process over years and years and years. Yeah. <laughs> what Keegan Keegan Michael Key had a cameo in this movie. Yeah, he's one of the basketball players when Rose is looking up NCAA prospects. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> so that's that's fun because because yeah. people pretended like there was like a big feud between them after like he started yeah doing that movies. was such a weird thing that yeah that happened that's just a piece of that's just a piece of history yeah. and but and then like then they were at the oscars together and they like hugged each other and he was super supportive i don't i don't know it, it is what it is so uh, I, have a, I have a question is this potentially one of the better like first forays into directing for just about anybody i mean this is in terms I of mean, just if you ask, smash if you hit, ask like... the if you ask the academy the box office and critical consensus the objective answer is yes this okay. is one of I... the best first forays into directing it's just you kind of sit back and you go like wow i, I mean to to produce and create this vision and bring it to yeah. life on your first attempt well and i mean you do have to remember that he wasn't it's not like he hadn't been like writing sure. and, and directing content. Like, yes, he. he know, this was his first director directorial. Did, did he never is... direct any episodes of Key and Peele though? Oh, that's I don't know about that. He, they almost this is his did. first time doing anything. I think with movies besides. Yeah. I think he, he produced. He, he, Keanu, he wrote. But... He wrote and produced Keanu. Okay. A great movie, Keanu fucking owns. By the way, <laughs> that movie is unironically very good. <laughs> It's very funny. Um, but no, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it has to be, right? Like, there's a yeah. reason why he went from being the comedy guy to being the, the horror <laughs> icon. Yeah. Like, like he was I mean, one part. Like, if you ask younger, like, Gen Z probably is like, it's he's a horror first creator, yeah. which is like, that's, yeah. it's got to be a crazy thought, right? They didn't watch him on Mad TV. <laughs> he was on Mad TV? Him and Ke- that's what were him and uh, no Keegan Michael Key met. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. They were both on Mad TV together. They're part Didn't of Mad TV's like final cast. Huh. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure the substitute teacher bit from that came from it started, that, that was a it started that, there, that, start, that started on Mad TV. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. 
which is like a one of their famous bits. Oh, but, yeah. yeah, it's classic. A.A. Ron, come on. We all know yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, okay, so... <laughs> again, we'll, we're talking about the spoiler cast, so you've seen this movie. Um, was there anything we didn't like about this movie? No? Okay, that's I, it. That's I, it. Yeah. I mean, I, I struggle to come up with anything of substance. It's, it's, well, I, I think that's the thing, right? Is like, I've watched this movie multiple times and every time I've watched it, I've still enjoyed it, which tell it, it's, it's the sign of a good movie. And there's more, oh, and sure. it, there's just so many fucking layers and yeah. it gets to a point that you don't know if you were supposed to get at the first viewing or that like we've become more conscious people as time has gone on. Because like probably a that, little bit of column, yeah, 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 column column B, right? yeah, like or if it, or if like the world has become more conscious and this movie was just incredibly well written and like even stuff that that like Jordan Peele didn't expect for it to be ended up just coming true and like in a 2022 lens it's even more prescient in a way that like huh who yeah. knows I don't I'm sure he does I'm sure I, and and I'm sure he he'll own up to what was real and what wasn't there but like. God damn it, dude. This movie is just fucking good. Like, holy shit. <laughs> What's interesting when you say there is the idea of coming at it with a different lens. It'll be interesting to watch one of his movies in 2022, contemporary to when it came out. With Nope being, I mean, two weeks, if that, not even. We're seeing it in like a week and a half, I think, is when it comes out. Something like that. Um, it'll be interesting to have a different perspective from the onset. You know what I mean? I think that'll yeah. be interesting. We'll see how things go with that one when we get to it, though. I mean, can it be bad? Everything that he's been taught. That's like, the like, question, right? Yeah, can like, it be bad? <laughs> like, it can be his worst movie. But how bad like, is his worst? But, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. How bad? Yeah. Right. I mean, he set the stage pretty high with both Get Out and Us, so... Wow, spoiler for next week. I know, yeah. I'm, I'm shocking to spoil it a little bit. <laughs> all, all I'm saying, right, is if you put Tim Heidecker in a movie, I'm going to see it, okay? <laughs> Tim and Derek, awesome show, great job. Really, really elevated my humor. Um, this is what I do. I sit on you, right on your lap. Um, anyway, we ready to rate this bad boy? I think we I'm are. I'm ready to rate this bad boy, yeah. How do we do that? We rate movies on a scale of zero to five with half points allowed. So something like a three or a three and a half is totally viable, but something like a 3.75 or a 4.1, not viable. Um, and with that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. And I want to reach back to something that Bobby mentioned uh, just a minute ago, which was that, uh, you know, you mentioned that even though you've seen it multiple times, uh, you still liked it just as much, right? And I, for the last couple of years, have kept a pretty meticulous letterboxed diary, right? I've marked down every movie that I've watched, and I've given them a 1 to 5 rating, or a 0 to 5, actually. Um, and when you put a movie in your diary on letterbox that you've seen already, it has your old score in it. And you can then update it if you think less of it this time, right? And I've done that plenty of times because there's plenty of times where you go and you see a movie 
and you're hyped and you're like, oh my god, four out of five, I loved it, it was brand new. And then you watch it again, and you're like, wow, that was actually not very good. <laughs> C4 to Dark World. And I certainly didn't think that was that good the first time. No, but it definitely is worse on next on the second viewing. It was worse on the first viewing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it was. <laughs> um, my point is when I logged when I logged uh, my entry for Get Out, it had my old score in there from five years ago, and it was a five out of five. And I just pressed okay, save it <laughs> five out of five. <laughs> I, you know, we mentioned it in the review, I struggled to say anything negative. We kind of all did. Uh, it's just a great movie. Um, I can't think of anything that would drop at the half point. Five out of five. I'll go next and just say ditto. Uh, this movie is so fucking good. It's a five out of five. I was considering breaking the scale again, but um, I'm just not going to do it this time. It. It, you know, it, 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 to to keep with the message of of the movie, yeah. uh, and it, it's a meme when you break the scale. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, um, I, I, I just don't think I, I, I yeah, it ha- it has to be. I, but but this movie kind of feels like it it should, right? Um, so I'm going to give it a broken scale out of five because I because. <laughs> Uh, so you just you just put whatever number past five you want, and it could it can vary from week to week. That's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be a broken scale out of five, um, because it's just good. This movie is revolutionary. This movie um, is like tied to horror roots, but is a lot of ways. It feels like movies after it are trying to grab on to get out, um. And it, and I think it really did bring black horror into the mainstream. And by the mainstream, I mean bring bring black horror and black horror that really does really challenge the idea of white privilege specifically into white audiences where we have to be able to digest it and we enjoy digesting it which is something that it was it, it, i think it's incredibly difficult to do considering how cagey and awful white people are um so that is a broken scale out of five ellen <laughs> so when we were originally going to sit down and record this episode i sent a message in the discord which you should all join it's a great time we talk about movies music games all sorts of things it's a fun time uh, I said, if there was ever a movie where I was going to break the scale, this might be it. And I've had to think about that uh, for the past week, basically, of like, do do I do the, the lauded six out of five? Is that is that the kind of game that I want to play? Or do I keep it pure and just keep it a five out of five? And I think the right answer is the five out of five. And here's why. This movie is wonderful. This movie does everything I could ever want it to do. It cowards. It <laughs> coward. It 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 finds a way to tell you everything it needs to, while not beating you over the head. Uh, the imagery is is shocking in many cases. It's 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 haunting. It's we didn't necessarily talk about the horror aspects of the movie as much throughout, but they are there. And just when it wants to really crank those up, it's. 
it's done with the best of horror films in general. Like, this movie finds a perfect blend of horror and comedy. And that's coming from someone who doesn't like horror comedies all that much, all things considered. This is the, the golden beacon of them, if you ask me. But why do I not give it the 6 out of 5, you may be asking yourself. And I think... Because Alan's a racist. <laughs> Don't say that. Because <laughs> underneath it all, Alan is still a white man approaching his theories. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, I think that... It's not that it doesn't deserve, per se, to be a 6 out of 5, or to break the scale or boundaries or anything like that. It just... <laughs> It just doesn't <laughs> try it here. You guys just keep it. <laughs> I was going to keep it inside, but I had to do it. I had to do it to you. Oh, shit. Uh, it's a five out of five. <laughs> yeah. What what Alan oh. is trying to say is he doesn't care what color it is. Oh he just there God. for a score. <laughs> 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 oh boy oh, shit. well hey uh you know what the other thing we do on this show is discuss whether or not a movie is essential to horror as a whole now if you have listened to the whole episode up until now surely you can go ahead and fill in the blanks but if you skipped ahead uh our scores thus far have been uh f- five out of five from me five out of five from alan and a quote broken scale out of five from bobby um everybody loves it we think it's a great movie but is it essential to horror as a whole (laughs) alan how about you go first thank you um yeah yes it's not even like i don't i don't need to wax poetically on this one we did that throughout the episode enough um it's just phenomenal um the movie finds perfect balances in the general message is trying to say uh it it has it it has the dread that you want it has comedy in bunches it it just it just does a lot of things right and then on top of that it's not just it's not just like a horror touchstone but this is a cultural touchstone type movie of of the the late 2010s. Like this is this is a movie that you if you're looking at like best of the 2010s, Get Out is going to be on that list and it's going to be on that list high across all movies, not just horror movies. So it does it's got that rare position of being something like an exorcist where it reaches outside of its target audience so 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 far to be known so much wider. So to say it's not essential to me like I'm gonna. I'm guessing both of the co-hosts here are going to say yes. It's essential too. I, I think that's pretty obvious from all of us at this point. But I won't speak for them. Wow. They can speak Spoilers, for spoilers. Yeah. What do you guys think? How could, how could you? I could. How could you? Um. So I'll go next. Yeah. Of course, this movie is fucking essential. It's fucking awesome. Like, like this movie is ha- has the dual honor of being really good and also a must-watch. Right. Um. The problem, and and the the thing is, right, is I really need to keep this shit in mind, like, get out in mind. Because when Get Out came out in 2017, if I was doing that podcast then, I would have said yes. Because I watched this movie in theaters, and I knew that this movie was something special, right? And I really need to keep Get Out in mind because we do watch a lot of, like, new movies. And I I really struggle with that, like, essentiality score sometimes. 
And something like a Get Out should really be a metric because it's a movie that is clearly beyond reproach. Its messaging it is so isn't, obvious. Yeah. yeah. Its <laughs> messaging is be it is in fucking incredible. It's so good. Like it it makes you think. It made an audience full of white people go, "Uh oh, are we the baddies? That are we the baddies?" Meme. And the answer was yes. Um, stick it up your ass if you disagree. Um. And we fucking just like it's just it's just good, man. Like it's it's a good movie on top of that. Like it's it its message was super poignant, but on top of that, like on its own merits, right? Because some movies super rely on messaging to be important. But like if you watch this movie, like I bet you could show this movie to maybe not a white supremacist, but somebody who has like lenient racist tendencies, and they still think that this would think that this movie is fucking awesome. Like that's just how good this movie is. It's like it it's fantastic, and somebody who is stupid would still think it's fantastic, right? Like that's that's that like that's that's the sign of a good movie. It's it's smart, but even an idiot would like it. Like. So yeah, five out of five, absolutely essential. Ten out of five, absolutely essential. Wow, ten Tw- out of five. Twenty out of five. <laughs> oh my absolutely god, absolutely essential. I'll keep going. <laughs> no, Bobby, stop now. <laughs> oh uh, boy. Um. Well, hey, you know what could I possibly add? Right. Uh. Of course, this movie is essential. I think that even if you don't like the movie which and there are plenty of people that don't like this movie even if you don't like this movie it's hard to argue that it's not essential right and i and i do like the movie quite a lot i love the movie i would say um but even if you don't i mean like it was one of the biggest talking points not just of 2017 but since 2017 i see it brought up all the time still and it still People are having large conversations about it. Like, this movie is going to be a conversation piece for years still. And, you know, like Bobby said, I mean, this is one that other movies are reaching back to grab. And there's a certain style with the way that the messaging is handled and the way that this sort of elevated horror subgenre, right, of the, like, this modern era, it takes a lot from this movie even when it's not about race and i don't think you could argue that it isn't essential right i mean i think that this this is one of those movies that really is sculpt has sculpted the genre where we are right now so of course it is so yeah the absolutely essential (laughs) speaking of jordan peele's wife chelsea peretti what are you guys up to where can we find you guys (laughs) <laughs> you can find me at you can find me anywhere at Corbangerang. Um I am uh, somewhat active on Twitter and uh lately I have been uh playing Amnesia for the podcast. Uh and uh Destiny and Diablo 3 again and a little bit of Diablo Immortal. I don't know if you guys have picked that up yet, but I've played it a bit. And then spending the rest of my time building warhammer um as one is wont to do uh just working through that backlog and i talk about that pretty often on my other uh twitter account which is at bolters underscore bourbon so yeah hit me up 
You can find me at twitch.tv slash theredweenie. Every Thursday, I play whatever game we are playing for the podcast from 9 p.m. Central Standard Time to midnight Central Standard Time. Uh, currently, I'm playing Amnesia the Dark Descent, and every Sunday is Braid Night for Destiny 2. And so I'm, I play with, with my, my boys here on the Essential Scares podcast, as well as some of our other friends. We are fairly competent raiders, according to raid.io we are diamond ranked raiders so you know that's we're, we're actually fairly competent raiders um this you wouldn't know that by by us playing because we play like total dumb shitheads uh other than that um nothing really uh i uh better call saul starts uh night of recording tonight and also even more importantly big brother starts oh, uh ha- ha- has just started so the fun the funnest uh the funnest show of the summer's back on baby i fucking love big brother so i'll be watching that uh weekly updates when i decide who i like <laughs> i look forward to your updates because frankly i'll never watch it i'll watch my trashy tv in the form of the bachelorette I... which also started up tonight um, that's true but other than that you can find me alan at a seal punter just about anywhere um if you go on instagram you'll see me post about disc golf where i finally shot under par at a course that i've never shot under par felt real good about that one um made made some form changes feeling real good off the tee it's really nice um not been up to too much i i'm still listening to the black prisms or the Lightbringer series i haven't mentioned it in a while i'm on book four at this point i've just been kind of churning through them on my drives into work and all that jazz um it's yeah i need to also play amnesia i played the first like hour and a half in one setting and uh game is spooky real spooky and uh it I, there's a reason I haven't gone back to play it because I'm scared <laughs> and it's, it's getting to me quite a bit. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm like three quarters through the game. So you got to really got to catch up, Doug. We, like we, when are we, when are we recording and doing that episode? Yeah. So if you uh, have been keeping up with the podcast, right, you may have noticed that last week was a bonus episode, a vaulted episode, Godzilla versus Kong. And originally, Amnesia was going to be the third episode uh, this month, and now the third episode is going to be next week, which will be Jordan Peele's Us. Spoilers for what I'm going to say after this. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do the three Jordan Peele movies back-to-back, and Amnesia is going to be a bonus episode released on a Friday or Saturday later this month. So that is definitely pending, but it will definitely be July. So keep an eye out. Where can we find the podcast, Corbin? Oh, yeah, uh, that's a good question, because you might want to follow the podcast anywhere at Essential Scares to find out when that episode is going to air. Um, you know, we talk about movies mostly on on there. It was a good uh, save. It was a good save. You really saved yeah. it there. <laughs> you like that? You like that? I am a professional. And <laughs> in the bio for all of our socials, you can find a link to our Discord where we talk about all sorts of things besides movies. Uh, especially music, which is probably our number one thing that we talk about besides movies on the Discord. Uh, so definitely if you're into music, especially of the core variety, uh, pop in there and let's have a chat. My haircut hasn't given it away just yet. We like <laughs> core music. Yeah, we're getting there. I though. mean, I've got an, an ESP <laughs> right behind me. Like, yes. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, as, as we mentioned, next week we're going to watch Jordan Peele's Us. 
And this will also only be my second time watching. Same so I'm me. very excited. I think it'll be um, my second time watching it, actually. Yeah. Theater, theater, theater. And then yep. next week. <laughs> yeah. I love that for us. So make sure you tune in next week and catch part two of Jordan Peele Month. But until then, uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, if you like the show, share it with your friends. Rate us. Subscribe to us. We really appreciate all of the support. Thank you to Alan and Bobby for being on the show with me as always. I have been your host Corbin, and this has been Essential Series. Play that breakdown. Game.